You ready? You're listening to The Real Pineapple Podcast Network. I believe it's the 33rd MCU film. God, that's wild. Uh, in the Marvels, which is written by Nia DaCosta, uh, Megan uh, McDonald, and Eliza Karasik. You know uh, Nia DaCosta from most likely directing the latest version of Candyman, which was uh, fucking wonderful, by the way. Um, she also went ahead and wrote Little Woods, which is a very underrated movie that a lot of people have not seen, starring... Tessa Thompson and Lily James. If you have not seen that, you definitely should. Uh, Lance Reddick is also in that. Uh, rest in peace, King. But just to get this out of the way, uh, the Marvels is not uh, going to be opening up well, unfortunately. It is going to be the most likely lowest opening for an MCU film uh, in its phase. Uh, uh, period. Pardon me, not just in its phase. So um, here's what I'll say. I really went into this going, oh man, uh, this is going to suck, and I'm, you know, I'm sad about it. Um, But straight up, I dug this. I dug this a lot. I had a lot of fun with this. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. So let's just get this out of the way, like, because I feel like I have to go on this rant. So we're on film 33 in the MCU, right? I still dig these movies. I know that Marvel has lost favor for a lot of people, and people are just some people are just over it. I think most of us knew we would get to this point eventually. There was just no... Pretty much when Black Panther came out, honestly, is when I kind of went, uh, here we go. Like, this big cultural event for people of color. And, you know, this, this is where the films start to go. Oh, it's just another Marvel movie. And... Look, I understand that's not everybody. I understand that's not why everyone hates these movies. But the moment we had a film starring three women, two women that are women of color, Brie Larson, Oscar winner, might I add, Brie Larson, who has routinely, rightfully so, called out journal, you know, film journalism in the sense of it's it's so it's lack of diversity where it's mostly just you know cis straight white dudes who are reviewing these movies why are we not getting perspectives from men of color or women of color you know people who are non-binary why aren't we getting more diversity in the film sphere especially when it comes to critics uh, critics and she's not wrong she's a thousand percent correct and the moment she said that shit i went oh it will not matter what this woman does she will always be hated for speaking the truth and whether people want to acknowledge that or not that's a fact that 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 is a fact with, with any Brie Larson project moving forward. You know, there will be those people who just hate on her because of who she is and what she says and what she believes. And again, she's a thousand percent correct. But for a movie that I really went into this going, oh, man, people are hating on this. You know, how how am I going to feel about it? Um, I will say, too, and, and I'm going to turn the light inward a little bit here. I do 
do I personally don't have a critic that I follow in any way, shape, or form that in any way shapes my view or um, influences my perspective on a film. Uh, there, there's really no one. There is no critic that I listen to or watch that in any way influences my um, how I view film. Because I, I'm at the point where I felt film criticism, I mean, outside of the <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes scandal, I just feel like film criticism is so toxic now. I, I don't think it's about film criticism. I think it's just about dunking on people. And, <coughs> pardon me, you know, far be it from me to, to weep over, you know, the multi-billion dollar company having people hate on it, you know. But at the same time, it's it's just become so draining in the sense of the, the lesson that so many people will take away from this is go woke, go broke. The Marvels isn't making what it should be. Mwahaha. That'll be so many people's narrative, and that's how it'll be spun. While I'm sitting here going, we just got through with the SAG strike, which congratulations to the writers and the actors and the actresses and the non-binary people. Th congratulations to everyone who st striked and went through tough times and, you know, stretching to make their ends meet and it, all of that. The the congratulations to all y'all. Striking works, people. People don't like to hear that, especially the, the rich people, but striking works, and we still don't know what the terms of the deal were, but it does seem like the actor, like everyone associated with the strike, seems like they're going to get a lot closer to what they wanted than what they didn't, which is amazing, and that is going to be the biggest thing that shot this movie in the foot, is the fact that we are coming off the strike as of, what, two days ago? I'm recording this on Saturday, so yeah, Thursday at 12.01. So it's crazy that that will be completely lost on the narrative as far as why this isn't doing well. And two, uh, yeah, you can't advertise when you're striking. So you're going to see you're gonna see a push definitely next week, I'm sure, of seeing you know, more Brie Larson, Tignone Paris, and Amon Vellani, and you know, Hiddleston talking about Loki and everything. You're going to see a big push for that over the next couple weeks. And... I don't know where this will end up as far as box office once all said and done. I would hope it could hit half a billion. I think that's a lofty goal at this point. But people said the same thing about Elemental. The Elemental is going to be a failure and the film just hung around and just chipped away and made a little money here, made a little money here, um, you know, a little money there. And it ended up making almost half a billion. So there is a world where the Marvels does that and it surprises us. But admittedly, the the climb is gonna be is gonna be hard on this. So um, we'll see. But getting into the the film proper, um, uh, Zoe uh, Zoe Ashton, who uh, who plays uh, Darbin, she's the villain in this movie. Um, uh, she's now she's also Mrs. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, they got married, uh, which congratulations to them. What a gorgeous couple, Jesus! But she goes ahead and plays a Cree soldier who has a bone to pick with the Annihilator, as she is known, who is played, of course, by our own Captain My Captain, uh, Brie Larson, who you know from several things, including Oscar winner Room, the first Captain Marvel, uh, 21 Jump Street, Free Fire, uh, to, name a, to name a few, Unicorn Store. Uh, yeah, Brie Larson is pretty fucking awesome. And what I really dug about this movie is that we get 
to see more of the Captain Marvel that I think a lot of people want to see in the first film. We get to see more of her personality. get to see her more having fun. And Brie Larson is just such a talented actress. It's so cool to see her get to be more fun and more bubbly and get to show more of her personality in this since, you know, she's not under mind control this time around. The The star of this movie is uh, Amon Vellani, who, of course, you know from the Miss Marvel Disney Plus show. She's fucking special. I, I said it during my Miss Marvel review. Um, I've been saying it <laughs> just in general. Young Woman is special, and I'm so happy that she gets Kamala Khan so much and that she is such a nerd. She's clearly a fucking nerd. Oh, my God. But she clearly gets how to play this character, and you can definitely tell very similar to Tom Hiddleston at Comic-Con when he, you know, played Loki, uh, showed up as the, you know, real Loki and goes, what's, you know, what's my name to, to everyone. You can feel that line of where Loki, the portrayal ends and Hiddleston having fun with it. And there are so many points you just see him on Villani on screen and you just go, she's having a blast hanging out with Tignone Paris and, Brie Larson. She's just so goddamn happy. There's a there's an awesome uh, bit using uh, Beastie Boys. There's a little montage. We're gonna need a montage uh, where they're playing double dutch and they're just learning how their powers sync together because the big the big hook on this movie or one of the subplots is that uh, Darbin is using one of the uh, bracelets that Kamala Khan has because if you remember from this Marvel they even say that the uh the bangles there we go came in a pair and so Darbin ends up getting the second one and so he basically is able to entangle Monica Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel's powers together so that when they use their powers they basically swap locations it's really quite fascinating and it leads to a fight scene using Missy Elliott that's actually one of my favorite fight scenes in the MCU. When you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about, but it just, it ruled so hard, and that scene in particular just brought a big, giant smile to my face. Um, so, uh, uh, Tignona Paris, who also worked with uh, Nia DaCosta on, uh, on Candyman, she's great on there too, uh, you also know from Dear White People, which if you've not seen Dear White People, watch Dear White People. It's fucking great. And, of course, if Beale Street can talk. I love the way she plays Monica in this movie because she's fucking pissed at Captain Marvel. And one thing that I really dig about this movie in particular is when you look at the super, like, the super-powered heroes. When you think about, you know, your Green Lanterns, your Supermans, your Captain Marvels. When you think about those characters in particular who, who can be cosmic, one of the big struggles that they go ahead and face, and you know, fucking John Mulaney's, you know, Spider Spiderham, you know, Spider uh, Spiderham says it in uh, Across the Spider Verse, you can't be everywhere at once. You can't save everyone, and Carol Danvers is feeling that fucking weight, and because of that, it has some consequences in her life that she really clearly didn't consider and it, it it's really interesting the way that they bring that into play and we know how much Kamala Khan fucking loves her some Captain Marvel but it means that 
Amonvalani's Kamala has to see Carol in a not so positive light. And, you know, the whole, the old saying, never meet your heroes. It's really interesting how Kamala has to go ahead and reconcile, uh, reconcile with Captain Marvel, not being the person she thought she was. And it's a really interesting dynamic between the three women that just works so well they're so supportive of each other but there is some shit that they need to work out but it never comes across as like bitchy you know or catty uh, i i i think is how i probably probably say it. it never comes across like that which is something that's a hard ass balance to strike and, and 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 the writing team does a great job of it the biggest thing is that this darbin is a very just whatever villain she's not memorable she's there to be a plot device to be conquered um, it's really my, one of my biggest issues with, uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. And I, it's in no way the fault of Zoe Ashton. It's, it's by no means on her. It's the way that the character is written. She is written that she does have this connection with Captain Marvel from the first film, but it's definitely one of those things where you go, well, all right, it, it, it's, <sighs> she's connected to her because of this but it, it's very flimsy it, it's very much there to have a reason for there to be conflict but i do think that she works really well in action bits and when she is given speeches about the kree versus the, sc uh, the scroll i actually think she works uh, pretty well there but it is hollow because we don't know a lot about the character also marvel y'all gotta figure out what you're doing with these fucking scrolls because <laughs> it, it's starting to feel borderline um borderline like slavish and really just kind of gross the way that they're portraying the scroll um i don't know what the end game is with the scroll <laughs> in game i don't know what the, the end game is with the scroll but i really hope that after i would think that after a secret invasion hopefully they would have been like all right we need to do something with scrolls what happens with the scrolls here <coughs> pardon me i think there's a very interesting dynamic that they've set up i really hope they fall through on it though and <coughs> i uh i would say morbid be spoiler so i'm gonna not talk about that but uh, i was really happy that we get uh maniba uh, yusuf and uh, amir uh khan in this movie played by uh, uh zeno zenobia uh shroff uh mohan kapoor and uh shagar um shagar uh uh, Shike, uh, which is what I'm going to go with. If I butchered your names, which I'm sure I did, I apologize. But the Khan family was such a wonderful highlight from the Marvels, and they get a lot more screen time here than I thought they were going to get, um, which was a really pleasant surprise. Uh, we also get Nick Fury back in the fold, played by Samuel Jackson. So I, I don't think I'm going to review Secret Invasion proper. Probably not. Um, it's a C plus. It's fine. Um, some some good some good dialogue, but I'll be honest, where it ends up gives me more questions than I'm comfortable with, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but it was really cool to see Samuel Jackson back in the fold, and the way that he interacts with the Khan family was a ton of fun. And I will say too, the last five minutes of this movie fucking rule. I was so like, oh my god, you're setting this up. I love the costume design. The The costumes look fantastic, especially Kamala's new costume. There is a Captain Marvel costume that they use that I went, oh, I love 
love the way it looks, and Monica's Luke costume looks fantastic. Um, I'm really excited to see where things are headed, given where they leave things after the mid-credit, which I will be the first to admit, I screamed. Like, not even like, ah! I apparently, according to uh, Alea, it was like a soul-piercing screech when I saw the mid-credit scene. Once you see it, you'll know why. Uh, but goddamn, I had, I had so much fun with this movie. Uh, I gave the first Captain Marvel an A minus. Um, I'm about there on this one too. I do like the villain, uh, portrayal better in, uh, the original Captain Marvel, but everything else outside of that, I like more here. I just, I love the dynamic between the three women. Um, the, the use of Flurgans is... <laughs> There's something they do that I went, oh, that's fucking awesome. Um, I dug this movie. I dug this a lot. Um, so, yeah, this is a solid A- for me. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. And I might go see this again on Thursday when I potentially go see The Hunger Games, too. Which, you know, eh. But, uh, yeah, really enjoyed this. Had fun with it. Solid A-. So, yeah, the Marvels. What did you think of it? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Go ahead and follow, uh, subscribe on to us on YouTube. You can find us at the Real Pineapple. Just go ahead and search. That's R E E L Pineapple. Like both of our pages on Facebook at the Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv/jhunterrealpineapple. Follow me on Letterboxd at uh, Black Shazam. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, shoot the show an email. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you have a review request, uh, you can go ahead and shoot me an email at jhunter at therealpineapple.com. And you can follow me on Blue Sky at realpineapple.bsky.social. And then uh, lastly, you can uh, like, share, subscribe, follow the podcast wherever you uh, listen to your podcast. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts at The Real Pineapple. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can also follow me lastly at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. I'm going to be hopping on there finally. Uh, week of Thanksgiving. I'll keep y'all updated on that. Um, I'm really excited to... Uh, I'm excited to get on Twitch. It's going to be fun. But everyone, uh, thank you so much for listening. We're going to have reviews coming up for Loki Season 1 and 2. As well as the real holiday series will be pick, uh, kicking off December 1st. I haven't decided what's going to kick off the holiday season review-wise. But it'll probably be Die Hard. So I'm excited to bring that review to y'all. But uh, yeah, going to have stuff come down the pipeline. Including a review for Blue Beetle. Um, cause that's hitting HBO Max this upcoming week. I'm excited to review that. Um, I'm excited what else I'm going to review, but, uh, yeah, I'll have some, uh, reviews coming up for y'all soon, but everyone, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Get your COVID uh, booster, get your flu shot. It's getting cold out there. Y'all I want y'all to be safe. Thank you for always listening. Take care of each other, but don't forget as always to keep it real. Ooh.